0: Oh, come on, let's praise Him a little while longer. Hallelujah. Come on, how many knows He's your champion? He's never failed. He's never lost. Hallelujah. Somebody give Him praise here today. Hallelujah. Praise Him in spite of what you face. Praise Him in spite of the circumstances that surround you. Praise Him knowing that God has the victory in His hands oh somebody magnify him come on come on let's magnify him let's praise him hallelujah hallelujah let's give the lord a hand clap of praise one more time in jesus wonderful name amen amen it is such an honor to be in the house of the lord here today Amen. I want to say a great big welcome to all of our guests and visitors. Let's give them an ARC welcome. Amen. We are so glad that you are here, that you have joined with us. Amen. We want to encourage you after service to go ahead and stick around. We've got a wonderful treat. We've got food and dessert provided after church. So you don't want to miss out on that and just... Uh, take an opportunity to get to know some of the wonderful people in ARC and to all of the saints make sure you meet and greet somebody and and spend some time getting to know one another because that's part of being apostolic they continued steadfastly in prayers and breaking bread and in fellowship and so we want to continue in fellowship together we also want to encourage you uh, every week on Tuesday night we have prayer. Where you just come in for as long as you can from seven and on. Just come and pray with your family. And uh, there's a lot of things in our world we need to pray about. Amen. And what a great opportunity for the church, for uh, for all of our guests and visitors. We want to welcome you to come join with us as we pray So we can pray with you about all the things that might be going on in your life. And then also Wednesday night service at 7 p.m. You don't want to miss that. I'll be uh, preaching to us this Wednesday night. And uh, it'll be another great opportunity to be in the presence of the Lord. And everybody said amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to the book of Micah chapter 7. Amen. It's right there, very end of the Old Testament. You might have to dust the pages off. If you flip one too many pages, you might miss it. So Micah chapter 7, verse number 8. All right. Praise God. If you got it, say amen. Amen. Praise God. Micah chapter 7, verse 8. The word of the Lord says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall. Everybody say, I shall. Arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Let's read that together. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 24. Book of Proverbs, chapter 24, right near the middle of your Bible, right after the book of Psalms, Amen. Proverbs, chapter 24. I love seeing a full house on a Sunday. Thank God for that. Amen. Proverbs, chapter 24, verse 16. Give you a minute to get there. Proverbs 24 and 16 says, For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Do you notice the difference between the righteous and the wicked? A just or righteous man falls seven times. But he rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. And I want to preach to us on this subject. I've fallen and I can get up. Amen. Would you set down your Bibles and let's lift up our hands and let's pray all across this building. Hallelujah. I pray for every guest and every visitor that's entered this building, every saint of God. I pray, Lord, that you would use this word to encourage and to educate. I pray that. You would open up our hearts and open up our understanding, God, to the Scriptures. And, Lord, that we would we would remember this Word in those moments where we have fallen. I pray, God, that this would be, amen, a reason for somebody to get up from where they are. Come on, somebody pray with me right now. In Jesus' wonderful name, I'm praying for a resurrection power in this building. God, arising again, power in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen. Let's clap our hands and let's give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and just tell him, I've fallen and I can get up. And you can be seated. Hallelujah. I've fallen and I can get up. Have you ever found yourself Reciting a phrase, but you have no clue where it came from. For example, there's no place like home. That came from the Wizard of Oz. Or maybe a site for, you're a site for sore eyes. That came from Gulliver's Travels. Or how about this one? When it rains, it pours. That came from a Morton Salt advertisement back in 1911. There are a lot of these colloquialisms that have entered into our culture, and they become part of our daily communication, and it's become part of our culture, part of how we speak, how we operate, and for some, it has become a mantra of how they live. How about this one? I've fallen, and I can't get up. The line has its origins in a 1987 commercial for an emergency alert device for seniors, and it was not meant to be funny at all. I don't know about you, but I remember seeing this all throughout my childhood, and it was kind of comical when you'd see these. Come on. Now, if you don't remember what this is, you're too young uh, or you've been saved. Amen. Uh, But for the rest of us, we remember these imagery. The scene opens up with this woman by the name of Miss Fletcher explaining how she had to use this 24-7 service to obtain medical assistance after having a fall at home while she was alone as she's lying on the floor of her bathroom you might remember she presses this little button on her on her wrist or uh, another one around her neck this life call pendant and exclaims to the operator I've fallen and I can't get up and the operator on the phone responds by saying no worries, ma'am. We are sending help immediately. This line is not explicitly funny, but if you remember this at all, it was kind of comical how the dramatization happened. It was kind of corny, and it made it look like a joke as this person fell in, in just kind of an obscure way. The phrase quickly spread, however, and it was used, and it was parodied all over the place. Soon, as many of us have done, even... In our lives, there were people all over the country repeating the phrase in a joking manner. Help me, I've fallen and I can't get up. You know, every person in this building has tripped and fallen and in an attempt to save face as you've stumbled, you just look at somebody and you might have even proclaimed and said that phrase yourself. Help me, I've fallen and I can't get up just because you're trying to save yourself from the humiliation of tripping, but The truth is, we all have fallen in life. We all know what it is to fall down. It's not a fun experience. It's not really funny. You know, the bottom line is, when we fall, it is not a joking manner. And although we see others fall, and I don't know if you've ever been on Instagram or YouTube and you just watch fails. I know that if you ever need a, a good smile, sometimes that's a good way to get it. You see people falling down. And uh, for those of us on this side, it's hilarious to see somebody else fall. But if you've ever been the person that did the falling, you know it wasn't funny. There was nothing funny about it. You know, and there's times in our in our in our lives where we fall in our spiritual walk with God, and we feel just like that. I've fallen. And I cannot, under any circumstances, get up from this position. That is because we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Every person in this building knows what it is to physically fall. And every person in this building knows what it is to suffer the damage of a spiritual fall. Ever since Adam's sin in the garden, we have deemed that the fall of man. And ever since that moment, mankind has been doing everything in their power to recover from that particular fall. The book of Romans says that sin and death reigned from Adam unto Moses. And when Moses showed up, he he brought forth the law. And it was in that law there was a temporary fix for the fall of man. The law propped people up from this fall. It was more like a crutch, but... It never was able to fully pick people up. In fact, the majority of the Bible and the characters of the Bible is just mankind's attempt to recover from the fall. All the way through your Bible, you will find people that have fallen and in their own power, they are not able to get back up from that fall. But here's the beautiful news of the gospel which means the good news, where we were not able in our own power to recover from a fall, we found there was a God that loved us enough to come, as, come down to where we were and when we could not get ourselves up from the fall there was a God that showed up amen in the likeness of you and I uh, Jesus showed up in as grace and truth uh, it was no longer a crutch to hold us up from our fallen position it was no longer a band-aid over our fallen position uh, but it was God almighty saying I'm not going to leave you where I found you but I'm going to empower you that because you've fallen uh, you don't have to stay where you are Uh, I'm going to pick you up is anybody thankful for that that you now have the power uh, through Jesus Christ's death uh, burial and resurrection Uh, you don't have to stay in your sinful condition you don't have to stay in your fallen condition but you in fact can get up from where you are oh somebody ought to give God a hand clap of praise Hallelujah. You know, without Jesus, you and I attempt to pick ourselves up. But it doesn't work. We cannot, in our own strength, pick ourselves up. Amen. We have got to have somebody and something much bigger than us and much greater than us that shows up. This is why Jesus came. And he was living a perfect life because we were too fallen to live a perfect life. Jesus died for the sins, the fall of the whole human race. Amen. It was our sins, our fall that put him up on that cross. And it was because of our sins, because of our fall, he was buried. But I want to tell you, it was because of his power and because of his love that he did not stay in that tomb. But three days later, Jesus resurrected. He rose again. All of us had fallen into sin. All of us would suffer the consequences of sin. All of us were destined to die and to stay down in the fall. But Jesus Christ even had the power of the Spirit and and he did not stay in that tomb. But he showed us uh, you don't have to stay down when you've got resurrection power. You don't have to stay dead when you've got resurrection power. You don't have to stay down just because you messed up. You don't have to stay down just because you sinned. You don't have to stay down just because you failed. He gave us the ability, amen, to also resurrect and also come up from where we've been living. This is what every person must do if you want to recover from a fall. The first thing you have to do is you have to join him in the gospel. That is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Well, pastor, how do I join Jesus in the death? The Bible declares that we must first and foremost repent. Everybody say repent. Repentance is not a cuss word. It's not a bad word. Repentance means you turn from sin and towards God. Repentance is an act to dying to our sinful nature and dying to our old ways. You know, dying to the things that caused us to fall in the first place. Amen. I don't know about you, but repentance is a beautiful opportunity Amen. to die out to our old thought life, our old actions. And when we die out to those things, amen. we are declaring, I don't want to keep falling like that. I don't want to keep dying like that. I don't want to keep living like that. I want to change. Can I preach to somebody? Repentance is the gift and the ability of God that says, I know you've been this way for a long time, but I'm going to give you the ability to change. Starts by repentance. Next, when you want to recover from a fall, everybody say baptism. The Bible says we are buried with him through baptism. You got to go down in a watery grave. Amen. What does that look like? We got a baptismal tank here in the back. Amen. Where we put, Amen. What happens when somebody dies? We bury them. When somebody repents and they die to their sins, we don't want to leave them there. But we bury them. We bury them under the water. And the Bible says this is for the remission, the washing away of all of their sins. When you repent, you die to sin. When you buried, it washes all your sins away. But the best part is he doesn't leave you under the water. But the Bible says we get the resurrection when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is Jesus living on the inside. Can I preach to somebody that's fallen and feels like you can't get up? It starts by repentance. It starts by baptizing Jesus' name. It starts by receiving the Holy Ghost. And where you could not recover, you can get up. Come on, somebody, when you repent, you're saying, I've fallen, but I refuse to stay fallen. When you baptize in Jesus' name, you said, I've fallen in sin, but I refuse to stay in sin. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you might say, I've fallen, but I refuse to stay in my fallen condition. Somebody ought to clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When we have fallen, he brings the gospel to us. Because God does not want you to stay in a fallen condition. Amen. He restores us. I thank God that God restores us. You know what that means to say God is a God that restores us? Restoration means to bring back. Hallelujah. It means to reinstate. Restoration means to return something or someone to a former condition. Amen. It means to put somebody back in their proper place, in their proper position. Amen. Restore means to repair or to renovate in such a way as to return it to its original condition. You know what I'm saying? When you've fallen, amen, and you you, you land hard, you get scraped up and scuffed up, amen, you might even break a bone, amen. When you fall, you feel it in every part. It hurts the whole man, amen, but when God comes by and restores you, amen, he puts you back together in a position as if you had never fallen, amen. When we fall in the natural, we get bloodied, we get beat up, we get left with scars, but when God goes to restoring, God restores us in such a way where it's as if we never fell in the first place. I thank God that we serve a God that restores us, that's in the business of putting us back together, putting us back to the original condition that doesn't leave us where he found us, but he puts us back to where we should be. I thank God we serve a God that doesn't say, well, you've been too bad, you've been too dirty, you're too messed up. No, we serve a God of grace and mercy that says, I know you've fallen, but you can get back Somebody ought to give God praise for that. You can get back up. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. You can get back up from it. Well, you don't know the sins I've committed. You can get back up from it. There's restoration for you. I thank God that we serve a God that is in the business of restoration. You know, God doesn't give up on us because we've fallen, God doesn't give up on us because we failed. He doesn't stop loving us when we're down. He doesn't condemn us for our own failures. Amen. God wants to restore us in spite of our failures. God wants to restore us because he loves us, not based on our failings or our successes. There's some people that think, well, if I lived in such a way where I never fail and I never fall, then God will love me. You got the gospel all backwards. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, in other words, can I preach it the way I feel it, while we were fallen, while we were laying on the ground, uh, we couldn't even pick ourselves up, Uh, amen, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, In other words, he said you might have fallen, but I will not leave you there. You might have fallen, but that doesn't change my love for you. You might have failed, but that doesn't change how I feel about you. Come on. We're living in a world that everything you do, people judge you simply based on what you do. uh, And they change how they feel about you based on your actions. Uh, But we serve a God that comes down amen, to our fallen place and says, I love you regardless of how fallen you are. We serve in a world of conditional love. I'll love you as long as you're not that fallen. I'll be your friend as long as you're not That flawed. The moment you go past this line, we're done. I know I'm preaching good to somebody. You've thought, you know, I'm just going to write people off, cut people off because they have got too far. We are living in cancel culture, church. The moment somebody does one thing out of line. uh, I want to tell you, we're living in a culture that doesn't know about grace and mercy. If anybody's ever made a mistake, if anybody ever tweeted something, amen, that they said, Ten years ago, people pull it back up out of the archives, and now their entire career is over. Amen. But we forget that in those ten years, they might have become, amen, a little more enlightened to life. In the last ten years, they might have changed. In the last ten years, they might have gone through something, amen, that made them grow up, amen. But yet we're living in a culture that says, no, if somebody's fallen in any area, they're done, amen, they're finished. The problem with that is that when we finally fall in below what we thought we would do, when we fall below what we thought we were capable of, we start losing mercy and grace on ourselves. I come to preach to somebody, amen. We start looking and saying, well, there's no way that I even have hope. There's no way I even have a future. I've fallen so far, and I can't get up. And it becomes our mantra. There's no way I can get up. I'm too broke. There's no way I can get up. Amen, I'm too flawed. There's no way I can get up. I'm not educated enough. There's no way I can get up. After all, look at what I've been through. But I've come to preach to somebody. We serve a God that picks people up. He restores. He restores. He refurbishes. He reconditions. He sets people back up that have fallen time and time and time again. David said in Psalms 23, He restores my soul. Amen, Psalms 51 and 2. David said, Amen, Lord, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Lamentations 3 and 22 says, It's because of the Lord's mercy. We are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning, and great is his faithfulness. What kind of faithfulness? The faithfulness that every time we fail, he says, get back up. Every time we fail, he says, I got mercy for you. Every time we fail, he says, you can make it out of this. Every time we fall, he says, come on, you can be restored. Amen. there's people live by the mantra, I, I've fallen and I can't get up. You know, amen, and they use this as an excuse. Amen, because, and I get it, I get it, we've fallen. Amen, and we just, we just lay there. This is why some people have given up on life. They've quit, they've quit, they've just quit trying, they've quit attempting, because after all, I get up and I fall. I have seen people time and time again that they fall down. They do really good living for God as long as they haven't fallen. Can I preach to everybody in the building? Hallelujah. In fact, we like to talk about not falling. I get it. We're in a church today. We're supposed to tell you what to do right and how to not do wrong. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Don't kill. Come on, somebody. Don't act like you're in Sunday school for a minute. Amen. There's some folks that when they think of church, that's all they think about. The church's job is just to tell them what morality is. And, yes, that's part of our job. Our job is to tell you, amen, what is right and what is wrong. I won't won't deny that. As a preacher and as a pastor, it's my job to tell you what thus saith the word of the Lord. It's my job to tell you what's right and how to abstain from what's wrong. I get that. But we spend a lot of time talking to people about how not to fall. (laughs) We spend a long time in church telling people, all right, this is how you need to live so that you don't fall. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but we don't spend very much time talking to people about how to recover after you fall. We just spend time telling people, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't hang out with people like this, don't go here, don't go there, don't watch this, don't watch that. But we don't spend very much time telling people, amen, that after you went the wrong place, you were with the wrong people, after you did the wrong things, after you fell, after you after you failed, after you made mistakes that you can't take back, after you're full of regrets, we don't spend a lot of time talking to people about what to do after you Fallen, but I want to preach to us today about what to do after you've fallen. Now, I didn't come to assume everybody is walking right. I didn't come to assume everybody's standing upright today. I came to the preach the people, preach, preach to the people that are currently laying down from the last time they fell. I came to preach to the people that are currently scraped up and scuffed up from the last time they failed God, from the last time they lied, from the last time they said they'd never do it again, and then they did it again. I've come to preach to people that have fallen, 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 and fallen again. Amen. I get it. It's better to never fall. Amen. Anybody in this world can tell you it's better to never fall. It's better It's better to have not sinned. It's better to have not failed. It is preferable to never fall. You know, I met some folks, they just love falling. They just love sinning. You know, we call it, we call it falling, falling into a sin. Amen, because we're really trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. Amen, that's, that's an extra biblical phrase, falling into sin. The truth is we walk into it with our eyes wide open. Amen. But to give people the benefit of the doubt, you fell into it. There was a pit you weren't recognizing, and you fell into it. Amen. It is preferable to never fall. But what happens when you do fall? Amen. It's often hard to see any redeemable qualities about the times when we do fall. Because you know what most of us do? We we, we stay laying down for as long as possible until one day we just crawl from our fallen position and then we just move through life and we act as if we never fell in the first place. Can I preach to some folk in the church that have come to church today like, Pastor, who are you talking to? I have never failed. Come on. Pa- Pastor, you must just nudge your neighbors. He's talking to you. You have fallen. Come on. I, hey, listen, I've been saved long enough to know safe folks are the greatest pretenders that ever were. Amen. They know how to show up to church and act like they have never done wrong. You know, and there's other folks that right now you can look across and you're currently trying to crawl from your fallen position and you see everybody else pretending like they never fail and you start judging them. You know, we're living in a social media generation, the filter generation where we think everybody's got everything right and everything looks good, but that's just not reality. And if we were to be honest enough for a moment, we would recognize everybody in this room has fallen, and most of us, if we're honest, are currently in a fallen position right now. Just don't blink and look straight ahead, because we're going to act like it's not you. We tend to focus on all the times we're doing good so that we can ignore the areas that we have fallen. Amen. And when we do have to confront the fallen part of our life, we tend to focus, amen, so much on the negative, amen, that we just beat ourselves up. Amen, I don't know about you, but I, I, I've never seen somebody laying on the ground and walked over and kicked them. You know what I'm saying? Kick them while they're down, that's another phrase. There's some people that you fall down and you do one of two things. You either ignore that you ever fell. Or you let yourself get kicked while you are down. And just beat up while you're down. And you will even be the one to throw the first punch. I'm preaching real good to somebody. Amen. You're the first one to say, well, yeah, I've fallen and there's just no way I'm going to get up. And I, I'm just too bad and I'm just too miserable. And, and they will beat themselves up to the point where they don't believe that it's even possible that they could get up. Uh, amen. But, but I want to take a moment and just help us today to focus. Not... on on the fact that we've never fallen because that's not true. And I don't want us to focus today on all just the negative things. Amen. I I do think it's important for us to look at why we fell and and, and all that stuff, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit. But I don't want to just focus on the negative where we beat ourselves up and kick ourselves while we're down. But I I wonder if we can learn that that there are some valuable things uh, that happen when we fall. Amen. I believe we can learn some valuable things from our mistakes. Uh, I believe that when we fall, amen, we, we get an opportunity uh, that we might not have had otherwise. Uh, I've just seen people, amen, that while they're standing, uh, amen, they, they just don't make any moves. And I've seen other people that when they fall, they don't make any moves. But I want to tell you here today that when you fall, you have an option uh, that you can fall in a certain direction. You don't have to fall backwards to the old man to the always but I want to tell you that there's an opportunity you have when you fall to fall forward you can fall in the correct direction. You can fall in a way that brings advancement. There are some things to learn from your mistakes. There are some things to learn from your failures. There are some things to learn when you've fallen. I want to preach to somebody. You may have fallen, but you can fall forward. And when you fall forward, you can also get up from where you fell. I'm going to preach to somebody. Proverbs 26, 24, and 16, as we read in our reading today, uh, For a just man falls seven times, but he rises up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. I want to preach to somebody today. Righteousness is not defined by the attribute of being faultless. Righteousness is not defined uh, by the attribute of those that have never fallen, those that have never failed. Uh, If that were the case, only Jesus would ever be called righteous. But I find in my Bible, Noah was righteous. Lot was righteous. And you just got to read your Bible a little bit. You start asking questions. Why were those people considered righteous? Amen. I want to talk to somebody. Righteousness is not defined by being somebody who has never failed. Wickedness, on the contrary, is defined by failure. I want to talk to us today. When the wicked falls... According to the Scriptures, here's the only difference. That is the end of the story. A wicked person is defined by their falling. A wicked person is defined by their failings. A wicked person is defined by their mistakes. Righteousness is not determined by the amount of times that you've fallen. See, the difference between the two is the righteous man fell just like the wicked man. They might have fell into the same mischief. They might have fallen to the same sin. They might have fallen to the same addiction, the same compulsion. They might have fallen into the exact same snare of the devil. But there is a difference between how they're defined. And it all comes down to what they do after they fall. Righteousness is not determined by falling. Righteousness is determined determined by rising. Righteousness is in the ability to get back up. Righteousness is in the rising. Righteousness is in not staying down. Right. Pastor, I'm righteous. I haven't fallen this week. Praise God. Uh, Pastor, I'm righteous. Uh, I haven't done any wrong this week. Praise God. I encourage you to keep going that direction. Uh, But what about for the rest of us uh, that can say, Pastor, I've fallen this week. Uh, I messed up today. Uh, I want to preach to you uh, that your righteousness is not determined and solely defined by the fact that you fail. It's the fact that you got back up after you failed. Somebody ought to praise God. Right now, right now, somebody ought to give God glory. We're going to take a moment. In your fallen condition, can you get to the place where you say, I will not stay here. I've fallen, yes, I admit it. But I can get up from this place. I will get up from this place. Somebody praise him. You know, everybody falls. Everybody fails, but my question to you is, how do you want to be defined? The only person you cannot really truly help is somebody who has quit. Yeah. When they quit, the story is over. Yeah. Amen. The only person that's fallen you can't help is the person who refuses to get back up. Yeah. Hallelujah. But when you make it up in your mind, I have fallen, but I can get up from this. I want to just dispel the lie of the enemy that there are some sins that are too big that you can't rise up from. Can I preach to somebody? No, no, Pastor, you just don't know. You just don't know. There's just some things that are just too too egregious that I can't get up from it. That's not true. Amen, there is no sin, amen, but that which is common to man. There's no temptation but that which is common to man. Amen, and every individual that you find in your Bible, I love the Bible, it'll tell you all the areas where they fail, all the areas where they failed, and yet the Bible shows over and over again that they got back up. Can I preach to you about a couple? The Bible says David was on top of a rooftop and he looked across and he saw a woman that was bathing. This is Old Testament pornography. And in the middle of the night he looked and and he gave into it. That's what we call a fall. He failed. We're talking about the king of Israel. We're talking about a man after God's own heart. Yes, that's in your Bible. A man that failed. Fail, a man that failed, he just kept going further and further down the rabbit hole because instead of falling forward, he thought it's over. I've already failed. I might as well keep failing. That is a lie of the enemy. That is a lie of the enemy that I've fallen, so I might as well keep falling. No, if you've fallen, get up. If you've fallen, keep trying. If you fail, keep praying. If you fail, repent. I know people... I know people that are like David. They think, well, I've already committed adultery. I might as well commit murder. Man, it's like saying I went to jail for this, so I might as well go to jail for something else. No. Stop your criminal track record. Yeah. Amen. Well, it's like the person that says, well, I'm already in debt. I might as well take out a couple more credit cards and go further into debt. No. that Bad financial advice. <laughs> Praise God. You got you to stop the bleeding while you can. You you know what? If you're falling, amen, if you're falling down a mountain, you start grabbing on anything you can while you're trying to stop the fall. I would have preached to somebody just because you started falling doesn't mean you need to keep falling. Just because you fell into one thing doesn't mean you need to make it that much worse by continuing to fall, amen. It's a lie of the enemy that says, well, you've already done this. What's to stop you from doing that? I would have preached to everybody when you fall, make it up in your mind, devil, don't rejoice against me. I might have fallen, but I've already determined before I fail what I'm going to do. I shall. somebody ought to shout that in the face of the enemy I shall arise I might have fallen but I shall David kept going down but thank God for a preacher that came to him and said you don't have to stay fallen and the Bible says David repented and David recovered from the fall Amen. how about this one Samson Samson was strengthened by God. Amen, but he kept giving himself over to the party life. He kept giving himself over to strange women. He kept giving himself over to all sorts of things that he knew was not right and was against his covenant with God. And the Bible says Delilah cut, cut off his hair and he lost his power and they plucked out his eyes. And you think that was the end of the story. Huh? Samson, oh, how the mighty are fallen. But Hebrews 11 declares, Amen, and time would fail me to tell of all the heroes of the faith of Samson. In other words, at the very end of his life, Samson said, I've fallen, but I can get up. I've fallen, but I'll repent. I've fallen, but I will not stay fallen. I've fallen, but I've already determined what my response will be. Can I help everybody be a successful Christian right now? Hey, I'm going to give you some good advice. Take it. Please write it down if you need to. As a Christian, heads up, you're going to fall a lot. I wish somebody would have told me that when I first got saved. Man, I thought when I first got saved that I was just, it was just going to be like cupcakes and donuts. Praise God. I was just going to walk on clouds and be holy all the time. I wasn't ever going to have an impure thought. I wasn't ever going to fail. I wasn't ever going to do something I regretted. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. Amen. But you know what? I got saved, and and, and it wasn't that the battle stopped. I actually just started realizing there was a battle. (laughs) In fact. The race, Amen, as I ran this race with patience, I fell a lot. Amen. I, I remember being in 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 uh, in track and field and I did the hurdles and I remember running across track and field and, and I jump over those hurdles. And I can't tell you how many times I tripped over the hurdles. You know, when you're running this race for God, you trip over hurdles. You trip over people. You trip over people, you trip over offenses, you trip over bitterness, you trip over all sorts of things. You find yourself falling, you find yourself feeling like giving up, feeling like quitting. You find yourself scuffed up, amen, but can I give everybody good advice? You are going to fall, but you have a decision to make before you fall. Don't wait until you fall fallen to make a decision about what you're going to do. Well, amen, if I, you know, I guess I might live for God. No, make it up in your mind. God, you already know I'm going to fall. You already know I'm going to fail. You already know. So I made it up in my mind when I fall, not if. Come on, somebody, not if I fall, not I might fall. No, when I fall. Because a righteous man will fall. A righteous man will make mistakes. A righteous man will. But that righteous man has already made it up in his mind. If I will fall, I will arise. If I shall fall, I shall arise. You got to make it up in your mind. I already know I will fall. But what is your response when you fall in? I'll tell you what my response has been. I already know I'm going to fail. You know, it is pride. I, I, I'm off on a tangent here, and I, I understand we got, we got food here in a minute. I'm standing between you and tostadas, praise God. Gloria, adios, hallelujah. Don't worry, they won't get cold, and I've already tasted them for you. They're really good. Amen. The aroma filled the house, praise God. Do <laughs> you know there's some people, they just fall, they fall, they fall, they fall, they fall. And they refuse to do anything about it. Amen. But you got to make it up in your mind. I have fallen, but I will not stay fallen. I, I will fall, but I, will, I refuse. I've already determined in my mind of what I'm going to do. But it is pride in the heart of man that says, oh, I'll never fall. You know, you ever said this? I never thought I would. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been a counseling pastor. I never thought I would do I never thought I would go. I never thought, yeah, welcome to the club. That's called pride. We all thought we were incapable of that kind of sin. You know, you ever see somebody else fall and you think to yourself, I would never fall like that. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, consider yourself also lest you fall. Yeah. Yeah. I would never I would never, brother, you got to pray that pride out. I want to tell you right now, from the pastor's point of view, I have inside of me, as Paul said, no good thing. I am capable of the worst atrocities known to man, but by the grace of God. And I consider myself, because I don't want to fall in that area. And I recognize it's a potential. If I'm not watching for the pitfalls, I might fall too. But when you recognize that I'm, 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 there are some things that are going to trip me up in life. But I've already determined what I will do when I fall. Rejoice not against me, O oh, my enemy. Devil, you cannot have this victory. You want to be righteous? You want to be just? Amen. When you fall, make it up in your mind. I will not stay there. Oh, Somebody I'll lift up your hands. Let's pray. I got a lot more I could preach. In fact, let's stand across the building. Come on, there's people here today. You have fallen. You have fallen short of, of the purpose of God. You have fallen short of the plan of God. You have fallen short of what God has for you. Uh, you have fallen short. But you got to make it up in your mind. I know I have fallen, but I refuse to stay fallen. Uh, I have fallen, but I refuse to keep falling. Uh, I re- Oh, somebody ought to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody ought to pray uh, all across this building in Jesus' name. Uh, I might have fallen, but I'm getting up. Uh, somebody declared, I shall arise. Uh, I shall arise. Uh, I shall arise. Somebody ought to declare it to the devil, I might have fallen don't beat me up over it but I can get up, I've fallen but I can get up, I refuse to stay here but let me preach to everybody it is not enough to get up I know people that they get up with the intention of falling again I'm not giving anybody license of like, I'll get back up just so I can fall again. Although, you might fall again. You know, in boxing, for all my folks that have ever done boxing, you'll know this to be true. Amen. It's not just getting up that matters. The referee is trained in such a way that they don't just see the person get up before the count. They watch them to see if the boxer is stumbling and fumbling. Amen. Amen. Even though he's getting up, they notice he is too disoriented to fight. So the referee is trained not just to see if the boxer gets up, but they watch to see how he gets back up. Amen. I want to tell the church it is important how you get back up. Amen. We don't get back up with the intention of falling back down. That, that doesn't, well, pastor said I'm righteous if I keep falling. That's not what I said. That's not what the Bible said. It doesn't make you more righteous because you fell more times than everybody else. Hallelujah. Nor does it make you more righteous than somebody else and say I never fell. No, listen, we, we, all, we all need mercy and grace. But when you fall, it matters. The devil hits you knocks you down. How do you get back up? Fumbling and stumbling and thinking, it's over for me. Or do you get back up with the intention that says, devil, you got me real good right here, but never again. You have caused me to stumble for the last time in that area, but I am ready to fight. I am ready to defend and never again in that area. This is what Paul said when he said godly repentance or godly sorrow works repentance to salvation. He said the sorrow of the world works death. Uh, He said this is what godly sorrow is like. He said the things that you repented of and sorrowed after. He said this is how the church was getting up after they repented. Amen. Let me tell you how you get up matters. How you get up from a fall makes a difference. He said... What carefulness it wrought in you. You know when you get up right, you get up and you start watching how you walk. It brings a carefulness to you. He said, what clearing of yourselves. You get up and you start walking a little... You walk a little bit more careful than you walk before. You start recognizing the areas where you stumble, the areas where you're tempted, and you recognize, oh, that's a trap. Oh, that's going to trip me. Oh, And you start walking with a little more carefulness. But you know what else you do? You start walking. You get back up, amen, with the intention of clearing your name. Amen, that's what I did, but that's not who I am. Can I preach to everybody that's made a mistake? You made a mistake, but nowhere does it say you are a mistake. You messed up, but nowhere do you have to be defined by your failings and by your fallings. You can get up in such a way that you messed up, but you are not defined by that. David is not called an adulterer or murderer, neither is Moses. And yet we should have called them both. But when they got up, they got up with such a clearing that we see David, as the Bible declares over him, a man after God's own heart. You're not defined by your failures, failings. In fact, that's why the Bible says he is the author and the finisher of our, not your failures, of your faith. And faith says, I fell, but I'm getting back up. Oh, what clearing of yourselves. Here's a good one. What indignation. You ever just been angry? Come on, somebody. Don't act so so cute today. You ever just been so angry? I don't know about you, but I fell in, in such a way sometimes where I got angry that I fell like that. I'm better than this. Amen. I can't believe the devil used some cheap trick on me. Come on. It ought to produce a little bit of anger in you huh, that says, no, I'm never doing that again. Huh. Here's another one. What fear? fear that says you know what a reverence for how this walk really should be oh what vehement desire what desire is that you get up in such a way that you say I want to do right and I desire to do right what zeal you know I've seen people that have fallen but they get back up right and they live for God with more zeal than they ever have I'm not giving people license to fail just on purpose but I am giving somebody permission to get back up Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. And get back up and say, I'm going to live for God like I never lived for God. I'm going to be more passionate and more zealous for the things of God than I ever was. Here's a good one. Here, this is a, I love this. This is one of my favorite words in the Bible. This, will be, this is about to be one of your favorite words in the Bible. Ready? Everybody say revenge. You know, when you fall, you ought to get a spirit of revenge. Not against other people. You ought to get a revenge against your old self. You know that same anger, that same zeal that says, I can't believe I did this. The next version of you, the version of you that got back up ought to have such an attitude that says, never again. I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. In fact, I'm going to take revenge on my old self. In all these things, you have approved yourself clear in this matter. When somebody gets back upright, they get back up in a way where they're like, I'm never going back to that. I might trip up and fall over other things, but I believe there is such a deliverance and such a liberty that you can be delivered today and never fall to that again and never go back to that again. I. It starts, when you get upright, it starts changing how you think. It starts changing how you walk. It starts changing how you talk. Would you lift up your hands? I'm done preaching. Amen. As the singers could come. Come on, somebody. Amen. You follow them, but i am coming to tell you, you can get back up. And when you get back up, get back up with vehement desire. When you get back up, get back up more zealous for God. When you get back up, amen, make sure you revenge against all of the things you've done wrong. Come on. You ought to change your behavior and say, you know what? I'm never doing that again. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on, God wants to restore those that have fallen. God wants to restore those that have fallen. God wants to restore those that have fallen. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. I might have fallen, but I will be a just man. I will be a righteous man. I will arise. I'll arise more passionate for God. I'll arise more on fire. I'll arise. Come on. In fact, I want to open up this altar. Would you come down and lift up your hands? Come on. Somebody ought to pray right now. Somebody ought to pray right now. Make it up in your mind. I will arise. I might have fallen, but I can get up as sure as I fell is as sure as I can get back up. And I'm not getting back up weaker. And I'm not getting back up stumbling and fumbling. I'm getting back up with more zeal. I'm getting back up with more passion. I'm getting back up with a better prayer life. I'm getting... Come on, I'm getting back up and I'm gonna have more convictions than I had when I fail. I'm getting back up and I'm gonna be more consecrated than I was when I failed. I'm gonna be more consecrated.
1: By the flood of the Lamb and by the Word. Come on, of my testimony a testimony is I failed, but I didn't stay there. I failed, but he got me back up. By the blood of the Lamb. Come on. And by the word of my testimony. He saved me. He rescued me. And he delivered me. And he set me free. Ever since I've been. Come on, you can recover from a fall. You can recover from a fall, and I can lift my hands today and say thank you for your grace, overcomer. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony, overcomer an overcomer, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of my testimony, He saved me, He rescued me, He delivered me. Ever since I've Come on, somebody raised. ought to get up today.
0: Get I've up in power. Get up in
1: strength. I can lift my hands and say thank you for your grace. i have been overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Overcomer. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Overcomer, I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony, overcomer. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the
0: Lamb. Come on, church.
1: And by the word Come on. of my get testimony, up overcomer. More than a Come on, I you can get up, you the can get up, the Lord you can get up, you can rise from I, the have dominion. I walk in authority, I've been washed in the blood I'm filled with his spirit, by his stripes I'm here. joy of the lord is my strength I have, I have dominion i walk in authority i've been washed in the blood i'm, I'm blessed by, by his love I'm, I'm filled with the spirit, spirit. by his sex i'm healed i'm free yes jesus gave me the victory overcomer i'm more than a conqueror I'm the joy of the Lord is my shame. on the I, I walk in His light She I've been blessed Somebody get back up Somebody get back up Here with the Spirit by His side I'm healed I'm, I'm free Yes Jesus gave me the victory I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. Overcomer, I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony.